Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the church behind the program, how to contact us, and to learn more about the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, chapter 16 through 21, called Tug of War. Life often feels like a tug of war, and life in the Spirit feels that way as well. So we're going to read the text, and I'm going to hopefully give you as much ammunition as I can give you about how to win the tug of war. But first, let's read the text together. It's Galatians 5. It's beginning in verse 16. Paul writes to the Galatian church, I say, Walk by the Spirit, Galatians 5.16, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. 17, Galatians 5. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, verse 20, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. It's not even an exhaustive list of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. By contrast, it's joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, and we imply there that there's more fruits that we could talk about, there is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus, Christians, have done what? They've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, If we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Would you pray with me? Well, Father, we realize we have a battle, but the battle belongs to the Lord. And it is a winnable battle. It's a tug of war that can be won because on our side is the power of the Holy Spirit, which is really at the center of this text. We have a power outside of ourselves that's come inside of us, and it's nothing less than the power of God. It's the resurrection power, the very power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me and lives in your people. But we have to confess, Father, that sometimes we lose this battle because we have other things at work, the world, the flesh, the enemy. It seems like we have two dogs fighting inside of us and They're vying for supremacy or superiority, and we need all the help we can get. We get a clue uh, at the end of this section that the key is to crucify the flesh. The flesh must die so that that resurrection power can come out and dominate. And Father, we have a battle, and we need to know that we're in a battle, but we also need to know that it is a winnable war. You've given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness, And for those who have been walking with you for many years or just a short few months, we all sense the battle. It feels like the battle never ends. Sometimes the sailing is smooth and other times it feels like it's an all-out war. But I pray that as we study this text, 
You would show us what you want us to see, what you want us to hear, so that we can experience more freedom and more victory in our lives. So bless the time, bless those who have opened their Bibles with us, and give us what we need, Lord, to be more victorious in the days and weeks ahead. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. God bless you. I'm glad you're with us. Galatians 5.16, tug of war. Sometimes it feels like we are fighting a losing battle with the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I understand that. When I wrote the book, Suit Up, many of you have read the book, and it's about putting on the armor of God. I described the first four years of my Christian life as if, uh, described them really as a battle that I felt like I was losing a lot of the time. I was a believer, but I had carried so much of the world into my walk that uh, it seemed like it was taking a long time and I kept giving in to those sins of the past. But here's what I discovered, and I want to share this for, uh, to give you hope, and it's this, that as time went on and as I got more immersed in the Word of God and more around the things of God, the times of my stumbles in the race began to spread out. And I learned what it meant to walk in the Spirit. Now, none of us have arrived, and I'm not saying that I've arrived, but it's been really now over three decades of walking with the Lord and hopefully walking in the Spirit. And just like I tell couples in premarital counseling, I'm going to give you everything I got, everything I can share with you in the next 40, 45 minutes or so about walking in the Spirit, about winning this battle, at least having more victories than defeats, is what I want to give you. I do want to say to you, though, that the Christian life is a battle. You're going to battle all the way until you're home to glory. But just know that you don't battle alone. And you battle from the side of victory. Remember, the victory has already been won in Jesus Christ. And we're going to have our skirmishes. And we're going to battle all the way to the finish line, prayerfully. But one day, the battle is going to cease. We're going to have a new body uh, sin and death will be done away with. And that's the hope that we have. So remember that if you are sensing the battle, maybe today is uh, as uh, intense as it's ever been in your life, perhaps. Just know it does calm down and know that ultimately we will get across the finish line. There will be a time when the wars and the battles of this life will be over. And that includes the battles with our uh, own health and, you know, the pressures of life and all those things. So Jesus has already paid the price for all of that. But in the meantime, we have a walk to walk. We have a race to run. We have a warfare to fight. And here's what Paul says in verse 16 as we continue with this idea of the tug of war. I say, Paul says, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now, the word walk is a synonym for the word live. So you could put it this way, live by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. And I pointed out at the end of last time's message that in the Greek, this is even stronger. It's a double negative. And it basically has this idea that if you walk by the Spirit, you will not ever carry out the desires of the flesh. Now, that's a wonderful promise, and it's very strong in the original language. But the, the thing that I can hear many of your hearts saying, and I can hear my own heart saying, is, well, then why do I stumble sometimes? Why do I have 
thoughts that don't please God? Why do I have actions that don't please God? And it's simply because you're not walking by the Spirit. See, a walk has the idea of a continual pace or a stride. And it's interesting because people that we know, I can watch somebody that I know, they could be a long way away and maybe I can't see their face, but I can see their walk. Uh, People I know really well, I can tell who they are just by their walk. And so what we need to do is we need to get in a uh, pace of walking in the Spirit. Remember, when you walk in the Spirit, it's not your willpower. It's not, you know, uh, joining a, a group so that you can overcome smoking or drinking or whatever it may be. This is about divine enablement. It's not about your own willpower. There are certain things that I can accomplish by my own willpower. But here's the great thing. We have divine enablement that will help us. Now, I go back to the tug-of-war game. And if you've ever been on uh, either side of the rope in tug-of-war, what you really want to have happen is have the big burly guy, the big strong guy on your team. Amen. And if he's on the rope with you, usually you're going to be on the side of victory. You, You have some big strong guys and you know, sometimes maybe some of you could admit that if you've ever been in tug of war, you know you had some strong people on your side, so you're just kind of holding the rope, but you're not really doing anything, right? You've got no rope burns on your hands because you know you got some power in the back of the line, right? And this is what we have as believers. We have the ultimate power in the universe on our side, pulling with us, if you will. And so what we need to do is need to learn how to give the, the rope of our lives, if you will, submit to that power. And it doesn't mean that we're not also pulling. And I mentioned to you that uh, theologians have pointed out that this is not a passive thing as a believer. We still have things to do. We still have to open our Bibles. We still have to pray. We still have to get involved in worship. We still have to decide what we're going to put into our lives as a spiritual diet. So you are not a passive participant in this walk. You're engaged in the battle. But ultimately, you know that you have a power on your side, the power of God. And there's no greater power pulling, giving you the victory. And so you need to decide, I need to decide to walk by the Spirit. And many of you, I can hear your hearts, and many of you are saying, but how do you do that? What is it to walk by the Spirit? Let me just give you a a couple of ideas here. This is Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27. And you don't have to turn there, but it says, Moreover, God speaking of Israel and most believe in the last days, I will give you a new heart, Ezekiel 36, 26, and put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, Ezekiel 37, I'm sorry, 36, 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? 
We believe that the Lord is faithful and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on donate. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. So you are not a passive participant in this walk. You're engaged in the battle. But ultimately, you know that you have a power on your side, the power of God. And there's no greater power pulling, giving you the victory. And so you need to decide, I need to decide to walk by the Spirit. And many of you, I can hear your hearts, and many of you are saying, but how do you do that? What is it to walk by the Spirit? Let me just give you a a couple of ideas here. This is Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. And you don't have to turn there, but it says, moreover... God speaking of Israel and most believe in the last days. I will give you a new heart, Ezekiel 36, 26, and put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, Ezekiel 37, I'm sorry, 36, 27. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. The word walk there is the Hebrew word halak. And the rabbis, when they do something called a halakha, it is an instruction. It's actually a generic designation for the rabbinic, ethical, and social legislation. Or another way to put it is, the rabbis simply expounded on the Torah or the law of God. To walk by the Spirit is not some really mystical thing where you're constantly, you know, trying to figure out new revelations from God. To walk by the Spirit is to keep the Torah. It's to keep God's law. See, what the Spirit empowers you to do is to fulfill what He has already commanded. What we discover in the flesh is that our flesh can never fulfill the law of God. But as we walk by the Spirit, we can fulfill the law of God. This is seen in Romans chapter 8, and it's also mentioned here in verse 14 of chapter 5. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Look at 15. But if you bite and devour one another, remember I told you that that pictures wild animals fighting. Take care that you are not consumed by one another. In verses 14 and 15, you have captured the difference between walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh. 
If you walk in the Spirit, you'll be loving your neighbor, end of 14, as yourself. If you walk in the flesh, you'll bite and devour one another. It's just simply that. It's, it's that simple. And there was, there's a story that if you've been around the, the things of God for a while, you probably heard there's a Indian chief who gets converted to the Christian faith. And somebody says, how are you doing in your walk? And he says, well, I feel like I have two dogs fighting inside of me after I become a Christian. And somebody asked him, well, which dog wins? And he said, well, I have this bad dog and this good dog fighting within me. Which dog wins? And the Indian chief says, the one I feed the most. And so the Galatian church was dealing with this idea, and maybe this resonates with you, that there's times when you feel like you're walking in the Spirit, and you feel like you're loving your neighbor as yourself, and you're you're trying to fulfill God's law by the power of the Spirit. And then in the next moment, you feel like you can, to put it metaphorically, take somebody's head off. You could be chewing into them, so to speak. And this is the battle that's captured in just these few verses as, that we studied last time. It is a battle. And, and sometimes we feel like, can the same person be so loving one moment and so devouring the next? It, it's possible because it's what power is driving you. And sometimes it can happen within a few minutes. We feel like we're walking in the spirit one moment and we can get into the flesh the next moment. Now I'm going to give you more about how you can win this battle, but I want to just give you several scriptures, and I'm going to do this in rapid fire about how we should walk, and then we'll talk about how we do it. So here's several verses, and just write these down, if nothing else. Romans 6, 4 says we should walk in newness of life. Ephesians 2.10 says we should walk in the good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 4.1 says we should walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Ephesians 4.17 says we should walk no longer just as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Remember, you can go back and listen to this if you don't get all the scriptures. Ephesians 5.2 says we should walk in love just as Christ also loved you. Ephesians 5.8 says you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. It expounds a little bit more about what this means. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. And do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. We're at Ephesians 5.15. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Colossians 2 Verse 6 says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And remember, we dealt with two trees last time uh, a tree that's prospering, fruitful, and a tree that's not. And this, Colossians 2 7 says, Having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed, and overflowing with gratitude. This is 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, verse 1. It says, Finally, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus, 1 Thessalonians 4, 1, 
that as you receive from us instruction as how you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you might excel still more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. This is how you should walk. Your sanctification. That is that you abstain from sexual immorality. And then just a few more. 1 John 1, 7 says, If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us or keeps cleansing us from all sin. Walk in the light. And finally, 1 John 2, 6 says, The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. 1 John 2, 6. So you say, well, how do I walk? Well, you are to walk in the same manner. You are to live, synonym for walk, in the same manner as Jesus walked. Now you say, that's impossible. But Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and through me. A surrendered, crucified life, which we read at the end of Galatians 5, crucifying the flesh, that crucified life then brings forth the resurrection life or the life of Christ in your life. So it is possible to walk in the same manner as he walked when you are surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit. Many have pointed out that when uh, the life of Jesus is described, he gets baptized uh, in the Jordan River and the Holy Spirit descends upon him like a dove And then in Acts 10, I think it's uh, right around verse 38, if I'm not mistaken, it says that Jesus was anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit and he went about, you could put it this way, he walked about doing good. The power of the Holy Spirit was even happening within the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. And that same power, Jesus said, that he uh, used in his life, if you will, was going to come down into the life of the believer. Now, we all know that we're not Jesus. We're not the God-man. We will never be like him in that sense of all that he has. But we can experience uh, the similar power, if you will, as we surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You've been listening to Tug of War, part one on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, 16 through 21. And remember, if you missed any part of today's program or other teachings in Galatians, you can listen to Pastor Michael's teachings on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, just an FYI, Pastor Michael is the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. And you're invited to attend our Wednesday night and Sunday morning services in person or live streamed on YouTube. Join Pastor Michael in the Living Truth Christian Fellowship family in worship and an in-depth teaching in the Bible. You can find Living Truth Christian Fellowship on YouTube and by going to walkintruth.com. Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team would love it if you joined us. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a word. Well, I'm a sports guy and I love the idea of a tug of war. I love the imagery of it. And, you know, a lot of us can have some fun memories of when we were doing a tug of war and... You know, we didn't want to fall into the mud pit in the middle or whatever was there. And, you know, uh, our spiritual life is very much the same. It is a tug of war. And, you know, back in the day when I got involved in tug of wars, the biggest thing was to have the strongest team 
or the strongest guy on your side. And that's what we have as believers. We have the Lord Jesus. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how we win in this tug of war. We let God's power give us the victory. And this is what we're learning as we look at a message called tug of war. Well, one of the ways that you can be built up in the spirit is to make sure you're in fellowship. And I want to invite you to the great church behind Walk in Truth. It's called Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. It's in the city of Corona, right off the 91 freeway and Lincoln Avenue. The address is 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona. Now, our midweek service starts at 7 p.m., and we are going through the wonderful book of Psalms. We've called the whole series Medicine for the Soul. And I'm going to be teaching on the Shepherd Psalms, Psalms 22, 23, and 24. Very powerful, very medicinal, you could say. So much about the shepherd, the great shepherd who died for us, who guides us, who is the king of glory. Well, if you'd like to join us for that midweek, we start at 7 p.m., Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. If you can't physically make it out, we do live stream the service beginning at 7 p.m., and you can connect to that on our YouTube channel. Just search for Living Truth Christian Fellowship, or you can go to the website, walkintruth.com, and click on the church tab. So glad you're listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. And one more thing, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $10 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. So please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 21, called Tug of War. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people. 